Welcome back to Small Constellation, uh, the podcast about mediocre gaming entertainment. That's right. Uh, our content is kind of like unseasoned chicken. <laughs> it, it's just... I mean... um, I'm your host, Peaches Brittany, and uh, we've got a second wave of christmas cheer coming at you don't we guys we do absolutely ho 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 <laughs> i just now realized that i spelled your name wrong jared i really apologize about that okay well um that can be his battle cry <laughs> so uh Yep, so it's December, and we're continuing our Western culture of celebrating Christmas. Um, And what do everybody like to do around Christmas time but stay inside when it's cold outside and cuddle up to a nice movie? That's right. I'm talking about... These these feel good movies that you can just, you know, make it makes you feel good, makes you feel warm on the inside. Right. So if it's cold outside, it, it you got to you got to warm up from within. So what better movie? What better movie to warm up your insides than Die Hard? I mean, bullets <laughs> do probably generate a lot of heat when they're passing through soft <laughs> tissue. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> and the explosions do great at warming your outsides. <laughs> and so you might have guessed, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Christmas, not Christmas movies today. And we will once and for all decide whether your favorites are really worthy of airing on your TVs at this time of the year. Without further ado, we are, in fact, going to start with Die Hard. Um, Die Hard is probably the most well-known, controversial Christmas movie. Almost every person on the planet has an opinion about this movie, including Bruce Willis, the star of the film, who says it is not a Christmas movie. What? But the oh. screenwriter, the screenwriter, uh, Stephen E. Souza, says that it is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Um, the thing is, the first Die Hard movie is set on Christmas Eve. Um, on his way to a Christmas party uh, to make up with his wife, an NYPD detective, John McClane, is intercepted by German terrorist, and drama and action ensue. Uh, there's no Santa presence or really any cozy feelings. Just a lot of action scenes and that part where McLean says, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Uh, still tons of people watch Die Hard movies on Christmas every year. What do you guys think about this one? Yep, Christmas um, movie. Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, so so so... Why we're we're gonna have to define what is what makes a Christmas movie? Uh, okay, so I actually okay. saw a really good argument about this just the other day, and this is cheating a little bit, but I'm gonna 
steal this argument because it makes a lot of sense to me and you know it works with my obviously correct opinion that this is in fact a christmas movie but (laughs) uh so the argument goes that you know if you remove christmas as an element from the film does the plot still make sense or like is christmas kind of an integral part of you know, getting the characters together in one location. And like, that's definitely true for Die Hard. Like, you know, it's like you said, it's like people are gathering for a Christmas party. Like the events that are depicted in the film would not be happening as they're written if you just removed Christmas. So whether or not it's about Christmas, I think doesn't really matter because it is Christmas time and that's crucial to the plot playing out as it does in the film. So just based on that, I'm like, I'm willing to throw it into the, the Christmas movie category. So you're saying, in a nutshell, at least in terms of Die Hard, a Christmas movie doesn't necessarily mean it's about Christmas or that the main idea of the story is that it's about or centered around Christmas, mm-hmm. but more the fact that Christmas being part of like the setting of the movie adds to the movie in, in, in some specific way where another holiday or any other random day in general just wouldn't do. Correct. Or, I mean, I guess you could probably, at least with Die Hard, like, you know, they could have been getting together for like a Halloween party or something, which actually I would like to see that movie because I mean, Bruce Willis in a, I mean, I guess he could be running around in a sexy cat costume the whole movie, and there you go. That's a whole new franchise. <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, instead of saying yippee ki he'd say meow, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new genre. <laughs> you heard it first. You could probably get Bruce Willis to do it now as long as his total shoot time on set <laughs> is less than two days. That is his one requirement for any movie is he is there for less than two days. What? How? What? I mean, we'd probably it's have to every, pay him a decent in, amount, too. Probably, so. <laughs> but uh, he's been in a ton of movies like the last decade, but he's never on set for more than two days. Wow. So, so to counter your point, Tyler saying that if Christmas is a integral part of the movie, then it's a Christmas movie. I would like to direct your opinion uh, at Home Alone. Um, so real quick, uh, if you look at the entire con- if you look at the entire concept of this movie and set it at a different time, would it change the movie that much? Sure. Kevin wouldn't have a Christmas tree ornaments in his arsenal of home defense weaponry. But other than that, uh, it would be pretty much the same. Uh, The tagline for the movie was a family film without the family. Um, That sure doesn't sound like a Christmas movie tagline to me. Uh, Now, I assume that people on the other side of this argument might point out that the story is about family trying to get home to spend Christmas with their son. Uh, and then this particular article goes on to argue saying that if you went to France and left your child at home alone, wouldn't you be trying as hard as you can to get back to him, whether or not the holiday was involved? 
Um, you don't want him home alone on Christmas, but I would hope you wouldn't want your, to leave your kid alone on Arbor Day, Veterans Day, <laughs> or really just any day that ends in Y. That is true. Like, I was thinking Home Alone is definitely a, a movie that is a lot more, the Christmas setting is a little more beat over your head. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you took it out, like that story could still exist. I don't, I think with that one, at least you'd have to like come up with a, with another reason to have like the whole family, you know, going some, going one place or out of the picture. Like, I, I guess you could do it like during like a summer vacation or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Christmas is a, is a much better excuse to have the whole, to have everyone, you know, leaving at one time and going um, to one place together. Right. And I do think that home alone kind of, you know, it's kind of, it is like a family film. Which, you know, a lot of Christmas movies are trying to do. They want, you know, Christmas movie like the 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 feel good that, you know, when I hear a Christmas movie like that's that's kind of, you know, they want you to make you feel good. You know, they want you to kind of enjoy having the family together or, you know, your friends together or whoever you like to celebrate things with, um, you know, the people you hold close. Well, so I think that, you know, it has the right amount of kind of fun and I don't know, realistic, well, not realistic. Um, I guess think of like Tom and Jerry, but sort of in a live action kind of, you know, it kind of makes me feel kind of like that. And so the, for the kids, you know, because Kevin kills those guys like several times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very like slapstick yeah. is what I like. That's yeah. the term I use like, Usually it's like a slapstick. Um, kind and of. so a lot of kids kind of like that, you know, young kids kind of like that kind of humor, you know, they're, they're, they're interested in that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, there's stuff for the, the kids. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, they're all together, you know, the family gets back together and they kind of have like a happy ending and it's kind of, it does happen to be based around Christmas so that it has, you know, um, relativity to the holiday of which you're actually celebrating. Um, it, I, I mean, I can see why it might be a Christmas movie and I can see kind of why it's not too. Um, I've not seen Die Hard, so I really couldn't tell you um, either way, but Home Alone would be, if someone said, Hey, we're watching Home Alone. You know, we watch Home Alone every Christmas for, you know, uh, or on Christmas Eve every year for, you know, a, um, you know, as a tradition or something, I'd be like, eh, okay. You know, it wouldn't well, yeah, be like, you look that's... at like ABC free forms, like 25 days of Christmas and home loans on there like 40 times. <laughs> well, it's kind of like 24 hour news, right? At a certain point, you'll take anything you can get to pad out your airtime. <laughs> like, that is true. That's true. But, uh, but yeah, for me, my vote, maybe for even different reasons than Die Hard, because kind of like we were saying, I mean, I think plot-wise and, like, you know, justifying everybody's actions in the films, you could come up with another plot device than Christmas. But, so for different reasons than Die Hard, though, I still feel it as a Christmas movie, because kind of getting back to, like, Jared and Brandon, like, the points that you made, it's kind of a combination of, like, the feelings that it inspires of, like, 
warmth and Christmas time and togetherness, coupled with the fact that, like Jared was saying, it really does kind of beat you over the head with the fact that it is Christmas. Like there are a lot of scenes that take advantage of the, the setting and the time. So it, it I mean, it's kind of like if the, if the, if the Christmas stocking fits, uh, you must confirm <laughs> that it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> so dang, that's really not going to looks like on, a Christmas but... movie and it acts like a Christmas movie. Then it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's my argument for, for that one. All right. Um, okay, so on the third day of Christmas, <laughs> we have a movie called Gremlins. Um, I can't talk about this movie because of my shared backstory with the second main character where my family died in a horrible chimney accident. What? What? <laughs> 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 you don't remember the story gremlins like she doesn't like christmas because her dad was trying to santa claus down the chimney and died oh God. yeah 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 wow i think i had suppressed that detail because it was so sad okay so who in your family was shimmying down a chimney oh i just went for the joke <laughs> but none of you remember the movie good enough apparently <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say this is this is my my opportunity to to contribute literally nothing because I've only seen like a few clips of Gremlins, so I won't be able to be much help on this one. Sorry, guys. Is that the one where you can't get them wet? Yeah. Yes. So Gremlins is definitely a less controversial movie because it actually takes place on Christmas. Um, it does start with a character called Randall Pelzer looking for the perfect Christmas present for his son Billy. Uh, obviously, obviously, we end up with Gizmo. Um, apparently, he even wears a Santa hat at one point. Mm-hmm. He's a Mogwai that uh, who spawns a bunch more Mogwais when Billy accidentally spills water on him. Um, these Mogwais are led by an evil leader called Stripe, who ends up jumping in a pool uh, and creating an army of gremlins who wreak havoc in town. Um, many argue that Gremlins isn't a Christmas movie because it would totally make sense any time of the year. Uh, Christmas merely serves as a backdrop. So the idea is that, you know, it could be just a toy that, you know, is all the rage and all the kids want one and, you know, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just sort of a wave of people getting these and then accidentally getting them wet. And then, you know, they doesn't have to be around Christmas is kind of the idea of why people think that maybe it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. That movie doesn't really leave you with a happy, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Does it? (laughs) He gets his pet back in the end. That's kind of happy. (laughs) Isn't there a lot of mayhem between those points? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he only burns down half the town to get rid of all the clones of his pet, but that's that's irrelevant. And I mean, the gremlins um, are fuzzy. Does that count? <laughs> See, I think I think a case could be made for this being a Christmas movie because what's a very popular gift at Christmas time, especially for small children? But Furbies. Animal- Not well. Oh, no, this isn't the nineties, and we don't. <laughs> But so, you know, a lot of people give, you know, puppies, especially 
um, to small children as Christmas presents. And, you know, they're, you know, they're cute and fluffy and furry and everything's great until you realize, oh, you also have to take care of you for the next, depending on the breed, 10, 15, 20 years. And so I could, I could see it as a metaphor for like giving a gift at Christmas time that seems good up front, but then the effort it takes to care and manage for this thing is far beyond what you like far beyond the, the receiver's ability because all he, he just does that one little thing of spilling water on it. And then it just cascades into this gigantic cluster. Um, this podcast now brought to you by PETA and all animal lovers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pets are not Christmas presents. Do not buy your spouse, significant other, child, parent, friend, or anyone else you know a pet for Christmas. If you happen to decide you want a pet around Christmas time, fantastic. Call it a Christmas present. Do not buy a Christmas present that is alive. Uh oh, I'm gonna have to and rethink anyway. our secret Santa, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> it has also, air holes, I promise. I group that in with the people who <laughs> I group that in with the people who surprise their significant other with a car. Like that seems like a decision <laughs> something you should have made together. Um Yeah, like I I, I wanna be able to pick out the color and the interior and the bells and whistles and all that kind of stuff. And and yeah, who has the money to just And there's that commercial where that one dude buys two trucks and the wife takes the one that he wanted for himself. Well, well, well yeah. I mean, but I mean, he never had a say to begin with. I mean, it's funny that he was like ever really thought, you know. But anyways, <laughs> but like why one, why do you need two trucks? Like no one needs that. No, anyways. But then like I don't know. I just how do you buy two cars at the same time, man? Yeah, that's a that's an audience that um, is over our uh, paycheck and probably isn't really watching the same commercials that we are. Need <laughs> <laughs> awesome. your audience. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, Gremlins, yes or no? No. I'm gonna say yes. Tyler, from what you've heard, you have to pick. Uh, it, dang. Just from what I've heard, uh, I'm gonna say Come on, yes. I'm gonna say yes only for the strength <laughs> of Evan's allegory or uh, his metaphor for pet purchases at Christmas time. I really like that take on it, so I'm gonna say yes. I also say yes because he okay. gave the greatest gift of all: insurance fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next up happens to be something that's, uh, near and dear to Jared's heart, but Disney movies, this Disney movie specifically takes place in the land of ice and snow. That's right. (laughs) I'm talking about Aladdin. No, just kidding. Uh, Frozen. Uh, people treat Frozen like it's a Christmas movie because a, the first and second installments were released in late November and they both have a lot of snow. <laughs> Get it? There's also a snowman and a reindeer, which are also traditionally Christmas season characters. Um, and however, there's nothing. F- 
about Frozen that really makes it a Christmas movie. They never even mention Christmas or like a holiday or anything. The they only... also gloss over the fact that she just creates life on a whim. <laughs> really the only christmas thing was a short that played before coco they did um olaf's frozen adventure where he was trying to find a christmas tradition because they didn't do anything in the movie yeah this oh, is an easy one right. frozen is not christmas movie done yeah i'm gonna say no i, well. I agree christmas is not frozen or christmas is not frozen, <laughs> frozen is not i mean christmas. it's not I this mean, year most <laughs> likely <laughs> Frozen 2 didn't even like hardly have any snow in it at all. I haven't seen Frozen 2 or Frozen 1, so I can't. Uh... Well, wait, I take that back. I've seen yes. part of Frozen 1, and I I, I choose not to, to, to remember oh, it. My. Let it go, Tyler. <laughs> Let it go, Tyler. I will. Uh, yeah, all I right. Think, I think it does. If it doesn't have like the a bear, like I get, I get it releasing in. November and like you know wintry themed things, but if there's nothing oh, in the yeah. movie to the to connect it to Christmas, and I'm kind of like, eh, no. Yeah, it's a winter movie, not a. I saw I saw Frozen yes. in for the I saw Frozen for the first time at college uh, in February. Um, shout out to my beautiful wife because that was our first date. Um, oh. Oh. oh, but um. I didn't think, oh, this is a little late for to be watching this movie. You know, it just happened to be set in the ice and cold. You know, I mean, it, okay, it's far north. You know, it's just like you know a, a movie that's in Canada or you know, it's whatever. All right, uh, the one, two, three, four, fifth day of Christmas. Um, we're actually going to go back about what thirty five. 55 days before Christmas uh, to Halloween. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, even though the director, uh, Henry Selick, uh, has declared that the Nightmare Before Christmas is in fact a Halloween movie, um, many fans are still divided. Um, the story, if you haven't seen it, begins in Halloween Town, which is ruled by Jack Skellington, um, who's basically the town's hashtag influencer. <laughs> Um, there are ghouls and witches and even a big bad monster called Oogie Boogie. Um, just a big sack of bugs. Um, but in the next town over is Christmas Town, which Jack wants to take over because he thinks it would be fun to play Santa. In fact, most of the movie is centered around Jack preparing for Christmas. Um, which ends up being a total disaster. At the end of the day, we can watch... Nightmare Before Christmas on Christmas and Halloween is what this particular writer wrote about that movie. Mm-hmm. I agree that um, it's mostly about um, Christmas. I think it's a kind of a fun idea on um, there being a town for each holiday where it's sort of that holiday every day of the year. Um, And so you basically just kind of have a mesh, you know, where Christmas meets Halloween. I kind of think of it differently. It is the concept of like Santa has 364 days to prepare for Christmas. 
and that's exactly what all the other holidays do too. Yeah. Really what that movie is, is perfect for the people who, as soon as Halloween is over, they put up their Christmas decorations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so pause. Minor sidebar. There is a house in my neighborhood. They decorated for Halloween, and then I think within a week of Halloween, so they had switched. They they kept the same decorations, but they just added like Santa hats and some other elements to make it appropriate for Christmas. And they have this perfect, like repurposed Halloween Christmas decoration theme going on, and it is my um, favorite thing about this godforsaken year. I saw I saw a picture on Facebook of like a guy saying my wife told me to decorate for Christmas and it's a picture and then it's I don't think she's very happy and it's uh like four or five of those blow up things you know they're like you know big animated creatures but uh and that you know you just I don't know film with air somehow and um they're annoying and ugly and. Uh, whatever. Well, he lays them down on the ground and like pins them to the ground so they don't fly away or whatever, and doesn't blow them up and kind of puts them in kind of a circle. And then in the middle of the circle is uh, Yoda wearing a Christmas or a Santa hat with a a, a lightsaber. So did you see back during Halloween that Home Depot was selling those like 12 foot tall skeletons? Yes. I've seen. I saw so many. Yep. I've seen a picture on the internet. Someone kept theirs up, but they like, they just stuck a Santa hat on top of it and they have it like leaning over their house. So like you just see a a giant skull leaning next to their rooftop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He sees you when you're sleeping. (laughs) uh so nightmare before christmas i think we've all agreed that this does in fact constitute a christmas movie it has christmas in the title i say it's a christmas movie and and, you know i think that it's it's a disney movie and it makes you kind of feel good at the end and that's what christmas movie is supposed to do too you take christmas out of it it's not the same movie it's a multitasking movie. You can watch it for two holidays. Yeah. I, I'm not even a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, to be honest, but I think it qualifies. Okay. So uh, on the sixth day of Christmas, um, we start a very, very long week of movies that I've never heard of as being referred to Christmas movies. Uh, okay. So one of them, one of them's a gimme, but everything else, I've never heard of those being Christmas movies before. <laughs> um, so we are going to uh, return, get it, uh, ha ha ha, uh, to Batman. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, as in Batman Returns. Um, okay, so besides the taking place during Christmas, people make the argument that Batman Returns is the ultimate Christmas movie <laughs> because it's all about folks with no family at all coming together. <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne is an orphan. The Penguin was abandoned and left to drown by his parents when he was a baby. And Selina Kyle, whose friends are her cats. Some also argue that it's the subversion of Christmas uh, that really makes this uh, a Christmas movie. 
This one I'll have to speak up on a bit just because this was going to be like my when we we were kind of talking throwing out this idea for doing an episode on this this was like my number one movie that I was going to suggest because it is maybe not the first movie you would think of as being a Christmas movie but at least for me it is pretty synonymous with Christmas for a number of reasons like I feel like just in general like the setting of Gotham and Batman is there's so many stories that tie back, I feel like, to Christmas. like And just that kind of, again, you can make an argument that it's winter versus Christmas, but it's like, uh, this movie in particular, you have like crazy presents and stuff, like it's at Christmas time, like, uh, it just... Like, I remember playing, like, the Super Nintendo Batman Returns games, and you're, like, fighting, I feel like, clowns in Christmas attire, and, like, that's a memory that's burned into my brain, so I tie that back to Christmas. (laughs) Um, Even, like, just the Batman universe in general, like I said, like, Arkham Origins, uh, to tie it back to video games, that's a game that's set, um, if not right at Christmas time, there's definitely kind of that air of Christmas time and buying packages and stuff like that. And again, it's just, there's something about the setting of Batman that kind of just causes those, like the cold foreboding winter and then like the warmth of family. And I don't know, it just, I, there's something about it that kind of makes me think of Christmas. So I'm going to say yes. My vote is yes for Batman. No, given your description, Brandon, I think this is more akin to a Thanksgiving movie because they all get together and fight. <laughs> they get together and talk about politics. So they don't have to buy as many Christmas presents. Oh god, uh, I, don't, I don't have strong opinions on this one, but I, I, if I, if I were to like go like specifically want to watch like you know an unusual or an off the beaten path Christmas movie, I think I would definitely put this on. Yeah, it's been too long since I've seen this. I don't even remember what the Christmas was involved. The- we're going to um, mark this as yellow. <laughs> and um, we're going to ask our fans. Uh, tell us what you think about Batman Returned. Whatever you turns, do, what do you think not. about Batman <laughs> <laughs> What? I said Brandon's parents. Tell us what they think if Brandon- Batman <laughs> Returns is a Christmas movie. It's funny that you think they're still fans. because he did say we're marking it yellow just whatever you do don't eat it that's the main thing (laughs) christmas is just you know some some would describe christmas as a magical year or a time of year that you know just the the feeling in the air and the smells and the sounds are are just beyond you know normalcy and it really takes some people to a state of you know euphoria and so what's more magical than harry potter <laughs> <laughs> guys my 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 segues are on point tonight um, <laughs> many harry oh, potter fans are talking about Illicit street drugs first. (laughs) (laughs) Devil worship, uh, demon summoning. Let's let's talk. 
Let's talk about Felix Felicis here for a second. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so uh, many Harry Potter fans think uh, Harry Potter is the ultimate Christmas time franchise for several reasons. First off, a lot of the Harry Potter films were released between November and December, just like uh, Frozen. I don't know, Frozen. Yeah. Um, second, uh, Freeform, ABC Family. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, sci-fi, because I think it's on sci-fi now, actually. They always air Harry Potter marathons around holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, always. Now, I will say it's all holidays, not just Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> besides the timing, there are a lot of great Christmas moments in Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter gets his invisibility cloak as a Christmas present. The Yule Ball in the Goblet of Fire. Uh, Ron's terrible Christmas sweaters. Um, <laughs> Ron nearly becoming an orphan. Christmas time. What? Ron nearly becoming an orphan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Part half orphan. And, uh, you know, they make sure that when it's around Christmas time in the movies that they decorate Hogwarts. Like, they deck it out with uh-huh. Christmas stuff. You know, um, they, t- they specifically have, like, pages talking about Hagrid putting up Christmas tree after Christmas tree after Christmas tree. And mistletoes. And I think, honestly, doesn't doesn't Harry kiss Cho in the rumor requirement around Christmas time because a mistletoe forms above them? Yes. yes. Yeah, I think I'm right. Yep. So, uh, you know, so there's a lot of Christmas moments in the movie. Was... Yeah. And and I think you're kind of hitting it there where you're saying like there's a lot of Christmas moments. And for me, that's the deciding factor. Like Harry Potter is a movie franchise and a book series that has a lot of Christmas in it, but it's not a Christmas movie or book series is how I feel about it. I mean, we're going to cover seven years of a kid's life. Like, you're bound to cover some Christmas time stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will say, I will also say that the the movies definitely go to a dark place. And I don't just mean figuratively. I mean, they turn down the brightness on <laughs> a movie. Every movie. Yeah. To the point where you have to turn lights on in your house in order <laughs> to actually be able to see anything. Um <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like the eighth movie is like pitch black. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't seen the eighth season of Game of Thrones. See, sidebar: I didn't have to adjust a single setting on my TV when I watched it. Huh. I could see everything perfectly. I okay, like it's a 4K. <laughs> I don't have 4K. I have a shitty knockoff. Mister Cat. But I will say, I will say that I could see like. I could say, okay, you know, Harry Potter, the first movie is kind of centered around, you know, making kids want to enjoy it. And, you know, um, so it's a kind of a kid's movie. And some of the, you know, things they do, I mean, you're following little kids around. Like, they were what, 13 or 11 or something? I don't know. In the first one, I, I, 11. Yeah. So, like, y- you know, I mean... It ends really nice, and, you know, the little kids can relate, and, you know, obviously we have Harry Potter fans that, that are adults that love the series. 
I can see the first, maybe the second. Mm, okay, the third. But once you get to the fourth, I think that the elements change. And I just don't think that it's really that great of a Christmas movie. Christmas time, sure. But I don't want to watch the Half-Blood Prince on Christmas <laughs> Day. Like, yeah. I'd rather watch the series during Halloween. It seems more appropriate there. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking about that this morning. Like The first and the second definitely are Christmas movies to me. And I think the third one, too, because it also... There's a lot of like winter timey scenes. Um, but then, yeah, the fourth one, probably not. The fifth one, I would say, does count because they have that scene where they're all eating at the borough for Christmas. Or not the borough, um, Grimald Place for Christmas after Arthur gets attacked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, six and seven part one, definitely not Christmas movies. I think maybe you can make a case for. Um, seven part two because of how because it ends on a much happier note though you have to lose a few key characters to get there and it still kind of hurts um so we're gonna make harry potter orange um because (laughs) some of them in the series we think maybe yes and some of the series we say definitely no we should have made a Christmas themed rating. Like this is a, a, a Christmas three program. candy canes. Yeah, say, this, yeah, this is, gets uh, three candy canes. This, this gets is two a, headless gingerbread men. A frothy <laughs> butter beer golden color. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, sidebar. Uh, Shrek. Shrek. There's 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 a gingerbread man in. The in in the 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 movie, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, next. Um, so, um, I know one of the things that makes Christmas special for me. It's not just waking up, um, for, um, you know, presents and you know uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I I really enjoy giving. And so Christmas is really a good time because I really like I'm one of those people that gets off to picking out the perfect present for people, you know. So. But something else that a lot of people like to do um, around the, the holiday season is 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 eat. Right. So I know <laughs> I that there's like speak. <laughs> uh, there's there's a uh, like a breakfast roll. The, like a, a caramel breakfast roll that my dad makes for Christmas. And we haven't had it in a couple of years. And I actually forced him to change his Christmas plans around so that we could enjoy the breakfast roll again this year. So like we have, you know, traditions and stuff. And, and sometimes there are traditions around food. You know, I know some people will have, um, you know, Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner. Um, I know a lot of people uh, take up, that idea on um, for Thanksgiving, you find the deals that they're giving you a ham if you buy a turkey. And so they freeze their ham till Christmas, have the turkey for lunch for Thanksgiving and have the Christmas ham. Well, talking about food is making me really hungry. So we're going to talk about hunger games. 
Why not start uh, Christmas in that movie? <laughs> right, that's what I'm wondering. Are you talking about the giving and taking of death in the Hunger Games? So, <laughs> I was I was trying to find a few kind of interesting ones, and it's kind of an interesting take. So every year, President Snow picks two lucky children from impoverished parts of the country to come to the capital. Uh, the two kids, or the, the kids, get a great meal, presents, and the chance to run around in the biggest playground of the country. Uh, two special teenagers avoid the commercialism of Christmas and find love. I mean, wow, that's one way to think about it. <laughs> if you want to gloss over a lot of other things, I mean, I do want to see Jennifer Lawrence in an elf costume, so that's a maybe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Save it. Man. I mean, Save it for Mean Girls Part 3. <laughs> Is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> okay, so you guys are pretty much all saying absolutely not. No. Nope. Yeah, it, it, even when it ends on a good note, it still ends on a bad note. Just because he says his name is President Snow doesn't make it Christmassy or wintry. <laughs> I could give you Frozen, but not that. Also, like having read the books and seen the movies, the the things that the movies leave out that make it extra dark. No, no, no. Well, I was trying to to. I was really trying to make it. Um, I, I was really hoping that you guys would like that entry. That we would, we would have some talk. So, I'm kind of upset that you guys just shot it down right away. <laughs> but. Um, you know that's okay because you know my um, my ironclad defenses, uh, you know they're not broken. You know they're still standing. Oh god! And so just say that's it. right. I know where you're going. <laughs> We're going to talk about Iron Man. Oh! Um, specifically, Iron Man three. Specifically, the third entry in in, in Spider Man. <laughs> oh. um, Perfect. That's the, specifically specifically. Specifically, the third entry of Iron Man. I mean, um, Iron Man yes, 3 was the first yes, gift to humanity that Sam Raimi ever could have given us, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a superhero flick, but uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark is trying to save the world again, apparently during the Christmas season. I haven't seen Iron Man 3 in a while. So I... um, even between action-packed scenes, there are shots of decorated tree, Kristen slides, and plenty of snow. Like a modern-day Scrooge, Stark goes through a transformation. Uh, And his big revelation comes while Jingle Bells plays in the background. Is Iron Man 3 the movie where he's like PTSD about Chicago? Like it's right after the first Avengers movie? New York. It's New York. New York, whatever. It's like three or four months afterward, I think they say. So, yeah, yeah, but he's like, he has like PTSD from, Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what do we think? So I did see something in favor of it. Like if you went off Tyler's early argument, if you just take out the Christmas setting, it could be any movie, anytime. But going to your Scrooge example, like they said, um, Killian, who is the Mandarin in this one, is the ghost of Tony's past coming (laughs) back. And so for that reason alone, it's definitely a Christmas movie. And we actually watched it. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I think with playing on the Mandarin theme, you know, there, it, you know, it deals with like all like the the terrorist attacks and stuff like that. And I, th- 
I think having that element backdropped against Christmas, like a typically peaceful time, it kind of heightens the the tension a little bit. It makes the Mandarin seem a little more insidious that he would, um, I guess, violate such a sacred time in of the year. Um, like you, you hear all those stories, like during World War II, where like even the allies and the Nazis were like, "Yeah, we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll be friends for Christmas Day. We won't shoot at each other for twenty four hours. That's cool. Yeah, let's do that." Um, so yeah, it, it adds to the atmosphere, and then also you do have like Tony going through a scroogey kind of transformation, and that he realizes that he, the way he's been living his life, like seeing himself as just Iron Man, and and Tony is secondary to Iron Man, um, and then where he lands at the end, like you know, he comes back to himself. He's like, I'm a person. I'm not just the suit anymore, um, and that's made very clear at the end when he detonates all his suits which i still don't know why he did that but i'm okay it's fine um but yeah he i think he's making it, a it, commitment to pepper that's <laughs> true. Um, and and when that happens there was a giant christmas tree in the middle of that scene if i'm remembering it correctly um, yeah so yeah I, th- I think it qualifies it has a lot of like subtle more subtle christmas themes that aren't overt like you know gift giving and you know He's trying to save his family. Pepper's his family, or his really his only family. Um, he has to save Rhodey a little bit too, and Rhodey's also like a brother to him. So, hey, he gives a gift to that kid who helped him at that little town in also true. Indiana, Illinois, or wherever. So he yes. specked out his little workshop. That, yep, that's all hey. Um, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to Domino's Pizza. <laughs> um. Sponsor us. I'm never going to get a sponsorship from them. For uh, putting onions, green peppers, and mushrooms on my uh, sandwich that clearly said no. <laughs> um, all right. So Iron Man 3, we said we decided uh, it sounds like three versus Christmas at least one. Movie. Yeah. And we said oh, Christmas movie. And it- all right. It, uh, there's a there's a part. This is a spoiler. This movie's been out for seven years, so I don't. We've already spoiled lots. <laughs> there's a part in the movie where it's revealed that I think the vice president is working with Killian to kill the president, yep. um, and it show like you kind of wonder like why is he wanted to like obviously you know there's the whole like you know elevation of power from the second guy in charge to the guy in charge. But there's also a scene where it cuts to the vice president having Christmas with his family. Oh yeah. It shows, I think his daughter or granddaughter or some, some child that's related to him and they're missing either one or both legs. And so it's implied that, Oh, if I, if he helps Killian, Killian's going to help him help this child. Um, So that adds that there's another like little Christmas element popping up and that it doesn't, drive the story but it adds motivation to a tertiary villain character well shoot i'm gonna have to go rewatch it because i missed that might as well watch the whole mcu because of that (laughs) (laughs) i will encourage this (laughs) so yeah iron man 3 is a christmas movie um speaking of missing limbs okay great um what happens when sometimes people are missing limbs but they will get like prosthetics and stuff so they'll you know replace certain body parts with you know fake parts like Cyberpunk. like yeah like scissors <laughs> how did you know 
Uh, so apparently, as Edward Scissorhands is the next entry we are going to talk about. While a young Johnny Depp walks around with appendages that are a safety hazard, uh, the last third of the film takes place during a Christmas party. Um, there's the classic scene where Depp entertains Winona Ryder's character with a handmade ice sculpture over backdrop of some Christmas carols. Um, apparently they decided that they didn't want to give any spoilers, but the film's end is equal parts tragic and snow-filled. I'll abstain. I've never seen it. <laughs> Me either. It looks too... Like, scary for you yeah yeah like there's like 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 it's supposed you know it's supposed to if if you saw the 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 rating on this it'd say you know scary thematic elements or it would it would say uh uh tv 13 fear <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it's not i've seen it i haven't seen it in a long time it's not super scary like there are some moments where you're like the movie wants you to have that fear response, but then it quickly shifts and it's like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all, at least until the ending. Okay, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Somebody prove me wrong. Nope. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably say no. It's not really what I would think of when I think okay. of like a movie I want to watch mm-hmm. at Christmas for sure. So, yeah, probably. I, I think. I it's think more. part of part of what makes a Christmas movie is how the movie leaves you, and I don't think Edward Scissorhands leaves you like with the greatest warm fuzzy feeling. <laughs> it's a Pinocchio movie, not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Maybe Valentine's well, Day. Evan, this is at least the second or the third time that you've set me up, because yeah, Christmas movies are supposed to make you feel good. Like when the movie's over. Maybe, you know, maybe even just like like that one eyed happy tear, right? You're supposed to feel, you know, giddy and happy and, you know, feel that life is just wonderful. So we're going to talk about it being a, it's a wonderful life. Um, <sighs> oh, shut up. You know that these are great. <laughs> Um, a thematic classic that is shown every year around Christmas. Uh, it is actually a, um, yeah, this is what this guy wrote. Uh, I'm, I'm not ad-libbing it at all. Um, it's actually my wife's, uh, it's, uh, her family watches this every year. It's a tradition for them. Um, uh, shown every year around Christmas, but not really a Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life is about George Bailey, um, and his life with the conclusion of the film taking place at Christmas time or on Christmas. Um, Christmas is just used as a waypoint in the script for the overall story. Uh, it's literally one of the, this person who um, I am not stealing this from <laughs> says it's literally one of the greatest movies ever made. No doubt about it. Okay. So we might have a whole episode about this, whatever, whoever wrote this. Um, but calling it a true Christmas movie is a bit of a stretch. I remember watching it for the first time um, with, you know, the in-laws. And I did like the movie. Uh, to, to give a little bit more of, about it, um, small town banker 
uh, like, you know, like think of like, um, like a loan company. Yeah. Well, yeah. But like it, it, think of even more like when I say small town, I mean like Andy Griffiths, like that kind of a small town where, you know, everybody knows, literally everybody knows each other. Um, and there's a nearby town that's a lot bigger and they kind of, the, the bank over there kind of ends up bullying George Bailey's company, um, trying to buy it and do all this kind of stuff, you know, so we can kind of have a, uh, monopoly and that kind of thing. Well, Bailey ends up losing, like he just misplaces a bunch of money, like a bunch of physical cash. And basically his life falls apart because, you know, everybody in the town knows who he is and realized that all of their money is is gone and nobody can get their money out of the bank because the bank doesn't have the money anymore. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those it's kind of, you know, one of those where you kind of have a rut and then, you know, you get back, you know, I mean. You know, you get you go in the hole and then you come back and, you know, they find the money and everybody's happy. Well, I mean, it's more than a rut. He like contemplates suicide. And then well, it's like, well, this is what your life would look like if you had killed yourself. <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. But <laughs> like, um, th- I, I do agree with this person's writing. I mean, my writing uh, <laughs> that says that. Christmas is just used at the end of the story to kind of, you know, what better time of year to be celebrating something and to, because um, what basically what happens in this, at the end of the story is um, they, they sort of use Christmas as a, everybody's in a giving mood and they all put forth money, some of their money that they, you know, they had, you know, already taken out of the bank or whatever. And everybody comes to Bailey's house and they start donating money to keep his business running. Um, and uh, it just happens to be Christmas. And they, I forget which song they sing, but they do have like a Christmas carol at the end. I believe it's uh, some sort of um, uh, like Catholic hymn. Har- I think Harold Angel sing maybe or do they sing old lang syne after it oh, yeah they sing they sing that one so yeah uh, yeah um so so it does it does end very christmasy and they use christmas as a um like this is why everybody's feeling giving because it's christmas time and everybody is happy already and in a good mood um you know, and it's such a small town that everybody kind of feels like family, and so they want to take care of one of their own kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's definitely one where like the theme of the movie is gives you that Christmassy, warm, fuzzy feeling, like mm-hmm. kind of the where it goes and where it ends, more than like the actual setting. But like, yeah, like you said, Christmas kind of like exemplifies that right at the end. But I just I don't want to say it's a Christmas movie. I just don't want to say, like, I don't think that it's, you know, again, it's one of those where I'm like, oh, you're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life because it's, you know, I've heard of it. You know, obviously my, you know, in-laws do this. 
but I would never say, hey, let's watch a Christmas movie that makes us feel good or 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 a Christmas movie every year that we enjoy. And I, It's a Wonderful Life would just not be one of those that I would want to watch yeah, for Christmas. I, I mean, year. I would still say I it's think, a Christmas movie, though. Yeah, in, in the context that you pose there, Brandon, I might agree with you. I will say the ar- only argument I can make for it being a Christmas movie is I don't know what it is, but there's something about It's a Wonderful Life that is so tonally and like thematically similar to a Christmas Carol, like the Ebenezer Scrooge story. And I mean, yeah, you can just mm. draw the, the loose, rough parallels of like, you know, kind of guardian angel and viewing your, your past life. And I guess that's all I'm really getting at, but it's, it is sort of that story of like, I guess for me, because it is, so similar in that regard i can kind of make some connections to christmas and it does certainly feel like a christmas movie to me in a very nebulous sense okay. so that's about the only argument i could give for it, but. you you're turning me uh, if we watch <laughs> it this year i'll have to analyze it i'll get back to you guys i think it's a christmas movie by virtue of stockholm syndrome where <laughs> the the company that I love, I love uh, f- getting my stockings full of Stockholm syndrome. The company that made the movie let the rights expire, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, a different company is like, "Well, this is free," so they just showed it on Christmas, like on every year, forever, because yeah. yeah. it was free to them. Because it actually, and, like, your the article you're referencing, Brandon. I mean, that you wrote. Um, was <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. how like it's such a good movie, but it bombed when it first came out, which is why they let the rights expire because they're like whatever. <laughs> yeah, and even to this day, it's definitely. I mean, is it a classic? Sure. Is it a movie I really enjoy watching all that much? Not really. <laughs> so I don't know. It's got my wife's favorite actor in it, so. We always watch Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yep. Christmas movie. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble, Brandon. <laughs> Gets the yellow snow pass from us, I guess. Oh, <laughs> the movie's in black and white, so it's just dark gray. <laughs> All right. Yep. This is, a, this is a dark gray from us. This one's going to be a stretch, and you guys are going to love it. So, speaking of a movie that's bombing. Oh, boy. Um, oh, shit. Nope, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong country. Yep, I was about to say uh, that. that for some reason, for some reason, I thought... For some reason, I... So, I'm not very familiar with this particular movie. Uh, Nick wanted to talk about it. And when Nick wants to talk, we shut up because he never <laughs> wants to talk. <laughs> Um, it's actually, the story of this one actually takes place in Belgium, not in Germany. I was going to tie it to World War II. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Belgium, not Germany. (laughs) So I don't have any good, that's going to be my segue. All right. So, um, uh, I'm not really sure how to say this guy's last name, but Martin McDonough, Donna, 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 whatever. D-O-N-M-C-D-O-N-A-G-H. What the hell? Whatever. He's an Irish director. Um, His debut feature in In Bruges, 
mention only mentions the word Christmas a couple of times, but the existential weight of the season hangs so strongly over the film that it's unnecessary to underline it any further. Um, the story of two hitmen um, camped out in Bruges, Belgium, after a murder gone wrong functions as a Christmas film precisely because it deeply inhabits the season's pensive nature. Um, just so you guys know, I read for a living. Um, I'm really good at it. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a mediocre reader. Shut up. Uh, okay, so for its first half, uh, In Bruges more or less operates as a vulgar comedy, uh, much of it featuring Ray and Ken sightseeing around Bruges, uh, like the stars of a crude, the odd couple goes to Belgium. Um, I think that's an, I think that's a made up movie. I don't think that's, a, I don't think that exists. Um, it even has a religious bent to it. Um, as the characters struggle with how the realties re I'm sorry, how the realities of their profession brush up against their ingrained Catholic morality. Jesus Christ. How long is this intro? Um, but more than that in Bruges, uh, like, the Christmas holiday adopts a light veneer mainly as smokescreen for something much darker. In this case, heady discussions about guilt and consequences of breaking ironclad moral principles. <sighs> Specifically, Ray's accidental murder of a child. In effect, in Bruges is a moral parable. Uh, guy, gussied? What the hell word is gussied? Gussied. Gussied. <laughs> Gussied, gussied up. I don't. That's still a, okay. This is the dumbest. <laughs> gussied up to look like a Euro vacation film. All right. Okay. Nick, just tell us why it's a Christmas so, movie. <laughs> no, it's the, There's nothing that says Christmas movie like child murder. Uh, it's it's a movie about redemption. It's a, it's the same type of movie as the one you just talked about. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I actually, remember I a lot of children dying in Wonderful Life. I don't think I don't think that uh, I did a very good job reading this because <laughs> even I don't comprehend what I just read. <laughs> so I don't think any of our audience is following along. Um, I I will absolutely I would absolutely watch this movie because I'm pretty sure it has uh, Mad Eye Moody in it. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. It also has Voldemort in it. And yeah, so I've I've I wa I I um have seen it on TV recently, and I didn't know what it was. I just saw some dude yelling at a whole bunch of fat people. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, so. It's a comedy. It, it yeah, it's a very but dark. No, I, I'm saying I would comedy. watch it. I uh, yeah. In Bruges, you know how we were talking about like feel-good movies earlier. Like if that's <laughs> if that's a prerequisite for it to be a Christmas movie, this is about the furthest thing from a Christmas movie <laughs> on this list. Uh, but I will say it does, oddly enough, despite how like just like it's it's darkly humorous with a huge emphasis on that dark element, and like there's some brutal brutal concepts and things in this film it's it's i mean it'll it'll put you through a ringer but uh nick is right like it is an overall like in bruges is kind of a it's a redemption arc and it ends on kind of a high note of being like like a person who 
is for most of the film honestly suicidal kind of like you know going back to it's a wonderful life at the very end it leaves you with this kind of almost weirdly optimistic note where he's like at the very end of it all like i really hope i made it like i really hope that i lived and because it's kind of from the perspective of like i don't want to spoil too much but uh it's good it's good watch it i'm still gonna say it's um, not a good movie <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was just going about to say, well, if it's a redemption movie, then why don't we just all get together at my house, uh, in the, in the next couple of days, uh, and in the Christmas spirit, we just watch Shawshank Redemption. Like, <laughs> what kind of better redemption movie is that? It's got redemption in the title. I mean, I'm okay with or that. Or even better yet, let's watch the Avatar The Last Airbender movie, where, uh, Aang, mm. or not movie, not movie, sorry, a, a TV show, <laughs> the specific episode, wow. where they talk about, uh, redemption being that game between the Hans and the Woos, and <laughs> you know, Wait, we all just scream at the end of the episode. We just all scream redemption. But does that count since it's based on a lie that he threw together on the fly? Which I I never thought that he could do that. Like he seems very cheaty, cheaty e to me. <laughs> like you know, I don't know. It is Christmas, but just a series of lies perpetuated for the sake of <laughs> consumerism and warm family feelings. No, I don't know. I... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yellow this one as well. I'm gonna have to watch In Bruges before I can say, okay, sure, we can call it a Christmas movie. Um, and I I would be interested in trying to find out if it's coming back on uh, TV or not as well. Um. Audience, feel free to weigh in on this one as well. Reach out um, to our social media, which Jared will now provide. Uh, Facebook, Small Constellation Podcast. Twitter, at Small Con Pod. Gmail, Small Constellation Pod. And YouTube, Small Constellation Gaming. Nailed it. Nice. Yeah, uh, let us know if... There are any movies you like to watch on Christmas that did not make this list, um, or let us know why one of these is or is not a Christmas movie. Um, I don't know. We're just gonna wrap it up there. Anybody? Uh, you know? Does, does anybody have anything to say? Ho ho ho! Is what Peaches Brittany is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> He can't do that anymore. He's married. <sighs> right, nope, we're ending it there. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>